0: Is on the block with Stricken Bach. <laughs> Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine year NBA vet, Eric Strickland.
1: Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion.
0: 93 7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake
1: Bakoven I love Billy.
0: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is on the block with Stricken Bot. Hold up.
1: Welcome in to all the blockheads out there. This is On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I am Jake Faulkerman. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. And we bring this to you every day, four to six weekdays. And then uh, on Thursdays, we kind of get thirsty. So we have Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. That will be coming up here in about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, but before we get to that, we got plenty of Husker news and notes to break down as uh, several of the coaches and a few of the players went to the podium this morning. And so uh, we will talk a little bit about that. And we've got plenty of stuff to come up with you today uh, with uh, the Big 12 or Big 10 saying that we're not going to add any more Pac-12 schools. That's kind of interesting with a Pac-12 actually survive this whole thing. Um, maybe most importantly, Strick, and I'll start with this. Football's back tonight. The Hall of Fame game. I know it's just preseason, but uh, you get into the Hall of Fame game every year or not really.
0: I don't really get into it that much, but I, I mean, I, I like it just because the season is is hot and it's back in in play. So I'm excited about the football getting started up again. The Hall of Fame game is going to be fun. A lot of people I do know are going out there to watch it. Um, I'll maybe be able to put my eyes and peek my head in on it. But uh, for the most part, it's not something that I'm like rah-rah uh, about. Yeah, it'll
1: yeah. be fun. Yeah, it's still preseason. It doesn't matter who wins. I mean, but uh, you do sometimes you get to see, uh, 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 you know, the first round draft picks or the draft class or right. guys fighting for fighting for roster spots. Uh, that can be fun. So you've got the Raiders and Jaguars uh, kicking off football, and then from here on out. It's football season. I, I mean, I know it is. It's preseason. I'll be much more excited when college football kicks off. Don't get me wrong, um, but uh, we get to break down some football from day to day. So uh, we have. Uh, yeah, that's exciting, dog man.
0: Looking forward to that. Yes, yeah. yeah, and the summer hasn't been too bad. I mean, there's been a lot of things. Obviously, the the, the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, a lot of this, the things that have happened with, um, you know, the NBA and, and and some ups and downs and. Some ins and outs and the draft and whether or not Bryce and those guys were going to. Yeah. Get. So there was there was a little bit of activity and then you know just a turnover with the football squad wondering whether or not they were going to be able to uh, amass any run for this year to save Scott Frost, uh, you know, season and hopefully his uh, career yeah. as, as a Husker quote coach. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of pieces. I mean, new coaches. So yeah, there were some things that that kept it pretty interesting throughout the summer.
1: Yeah, the off season uh, seemed to go quick this year, and I think it was just because because of, of those things that you said. I mean, the transfer portal w- was hot. I mean, all the all the conference realignment talk and imagining all that for so just college football's sake, um, that was there. And then you throw NBA free agency and all that stuff in there as well. So um, it's uh, it's been one of the better off seasons, I think, at least in uh, in recent memory for for Husker sports. But in any case, you you get excited for football to be back. And that's what we've got with the hall of fame game, uh, tonight. Oh, and then also Bach, we had the USFL. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That's probably what really did it. Uh, how could I forget <laughs> all those, uh, games in Birmingham? I watched, uh, yeah, yeah no disrespect to the to the USFL maybe a little um but i i guess i'm just an XFL guy <laughs> no that's not it either uh, I, i'm just we'll see how, yeah. how that that old thing plays out it's at least kind of interesting i like to see you know Josh Banderas and Freedom Mack and Molden and coach of the year Mike Riley back out there so i guess there was a little bit of something there but obviously not too much uh we're ready for real football to get going again and, yeah. and it will go it it starts yeah. to get tonight with the Hall of Fame game uh anybody really stick out to you in this year's Hall of Fame class you got Dick Vermeil, Richard Seymour, uh, Leroy Butler, Tony Baselli—kind uh, of the later names that I recognized.
0: Uh, you know, Richard Seymour, I think, is is one of the ones. You know, because he was such a good cornerback. He didn't have the blazing speed, didn't have all those things, but he had tremendous tools, great hips, and 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 read great route patterns. And so, yeah, man, it's good to kind of see him. Uh, still hanging around the sport and and doing some wonderful things with that. Vermeil is is a legend as far as being coach, great oh, great yeah. Philadelphia uh, Eagles coach, you know for many years. And so yeah, those are that, that makes it pretty cool, man, to see those guys still hanging around the sport a little bit and being able to pour back into it.
1: Yeah, and it, it, and too whenever I think of Dick Vermeil, I think of uh, you know how you know basically crying in tears that he couldn't uh, straighten out Lawrence Phillips. Uh, and he was a guy that cried a lot. I mean, he, he held his emotions on his sleeves or whatever. But um, that was uh, that was certainly part of the, part of the chapter. I mean, it was a lot of guys. Uh, that tried to get Lawrence Phillips on the right track, and for whatever reason, it just it never quite happened. But in any case, I I think it is. I think they're missing um a little bit from this year's Hall of Fame class. There's usually like a headliner, right? There's usually the big name that kind of overshadows the first, you know, first time uh, you know, first time Hall of Fame ballot. You know, he he gets right in first time inductee, I should say. Uh, and uh, I I just. I don't. I feel a little bit underwhelmed to a degree, and it's it's again, it's nothing. Else. I mean, Leroy Butler could pop. Uh, Richard Seymour yeah. well, it was great there, um, and and like I mean, so I mean, th- these guys all des- are deserving of the Hall of Fame. I just feel like it kind of it doesn't have his head headliner, and so maybe that's kind of. I, I have a
0: move. question. Do you does Marsha, does Marshawn Lynch get in?
1: I think so. I mean, it's interesting with running backs because they have a short shelf life. His was. His was better than than others, but uh, I think Marshawn Lynch. Sunder Hamid text
0: good. line, talk to me.
1: Yeah. I want to
0: hear what you think about it. 402-464-5685. I, I want to know, does Marshawn Lynch get in? Uh, thought he had a pretty stellar career. Very well. Um, did have a little controversy. Does the controversies that Marshawn Lynch had, does it keep him off the ballot?
1: Yeah, he's got uh so he ended up being a first time first team all pro in two thousand twelve. Obviously won the Super Bowl uh the time with the, the <laughs> with him. Probably would have won two if Pete Carroll just handed off the ball. Uh Man, the ball to him. Yeah. uh second team all pro so just you know, he that is kinda borderline. Just two all pro teams, five time Pro Bowler, two time NFL rushing leader. He's very like like culturally I mean, it, it seems like he, he just kind of hit a different wavelength. So I think that he might be in there on that. And then the other thing, his run, um, and one of his runs that he did in, in the playoffs, just like broke the sound barrier, it seems like. And so with that, I mean, that'll be a moment that's never forgotten. I think he probably gets in. Um, But Scott off the text line says, no Lynch before Roger Craig. So Roger Craig seems like he's just never going to get in. But he's always on the yeah. ballot. Which is somewhat unfortunate, yeah,
0: Roger. Roger Craig, high step in high need. I, I try. I think when I was playing running back in my younger days, I tried to duplicate Roger Craig because he was yeah. just them them. High, I thought that was the coolest things between him and Eric Dickerson. Their their runs looked just cool. I was like, dang, can I can I look like that when I'm running, <laughs> running up and down this field? They had the coolest runs ever, bro. Yeah, look at but Roger. that Daryl that Daryl Green hawk of Eric Dickerson will forever be you know i think caught in 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 legendary capture on film you know what i mean yeah when eric now usually when eric dickerson breaks camp he's out you know he's gone
1: and then here comes old little daryl green (laughs) hawk
0: Hawk city man that was that i always remember those types of
1: and as I look at Roger Craig too, again because he's he's always mentioned up there. Similar actually uh, as as Marshawn Lynch, he was uh, three time Super Bowl champion, so won a few more of those. But uh, uh, first team All Pro once in 1988 was the offensive player of the year that year. Second team All Pro in '85, four time pro bowler, um, and the NFL receptions leader in 1985 as well, of course, kind of uh, brought that mold into the league as, as being that kind of pass yeah, catch. Yeah, out of the, out backfield. the back. Yeah, yeah. The
0: backfield, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the 1,000 yards rushing and receiving in the same season. Only him, Marshall Falk, and Christian McCaffrey have uh, eclipsed that mark. But he just – do not i I've almost given up. I mean, because it's been my whole – me a my whole life that he's yeah. always just on the outside, not quite getting in. And it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, that, I, at the same time, it, it's interesting because that's what I think makes Hall of Fame so special is to make it very difficult to get in. And so, you know, it, the problem there is you can kind of do comparisons, and there's guys guy like Terrell Davis, I think, got in. He kind of had a short shelf life as as a top uh, running back, and, and, you know, sometimes is it the yeah. peak of how good a guy is, or is it longevity? Like, Curtis Martin got in, I think, and, you know, he was just kind of around for a long time. He might get yeah. great gore the yeah, same way. Just- I don't know on a
0: on bad Jets teams just yeah racking up yards just racking up yards every year Curse yeah. Martin, yeah so I like uh, I also with the Patriots too had some time with the Patriots as well but yeah it's it's crazy but they yeah so it, it I guess it's just fickle you know some of the some of the writers I mean I don't know it's kind of fickle they you know they kind of get past it. You know, maybe, probably years after he has he has gone on and 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 uh, is no longer with us, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, remember Roger
1: Craig. Yeah,
0: and maybe he'll get in there. That's that's the that's the sad part. He can't get his flowers when he's still here.
1: Yeah, we'll see um, uh, how, how that kind of goes tonight. But again, once again, congratulations to the likes of, of Dick Vermeil and the Richard Seymours and those guys for getting in tonight. And football is back. It's the Hall of Fame game, so we're looking uh, for that. Quickly, we'll get uh, to your response because I know you guys like to turn in, especially when Roger Craig's brought up not getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ohio Husker says, in my opinion, if Chuck Foreman or Roger Craig is not in, Marshawn Lynch should not be in. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's going to be interesting. Uh, somebody else says Marshawn gets in solely based off his Darth Vader impression. So I mean, again, <laughs> maybe culture some of that off-season or off-the-field stuff. Uh, Skittles sponsorships might get him in, uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, again, somebody's saying if if Craig's not in, then I don't think that uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch should get in. Uh, and then Scott chimes in that Craig has more rushing yards and catching than Marshawn Lynch, but. Um Marshawn for whatever reason it is and sometimes it was, you know, he didn't even want to talk to the media but um the media right. seemed to gravitate toward him and uh, I think sometimes that plays a factor whether it should and or that's, not. And that's crazy. That's yeah. the
0: dynamic, Bob. That's crazy. Yeah, but you have it's writers voting for him.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and then it, it's it's a love-hate relationship. It's a thin line between love and hate when you're thinking about those types of things, right? And 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 it's sad because what ends up happening is the no nonsense guys like Roger Craig was just about his business. Came, did his work. Wasn't really, you know, vocal and outspoken and just, he just handled business on the field. And, and that's the thing. I don't know. Is it, is it that the more flamboyant you are, the more, you know, gravitas you have out there with yourself uh, the more hype you, you, you bring to the, to the, uh, to the game, you know, does that, that change, you know like for example richard seymour just very vocal you know talk crazy you know he did his thing but he brings that attention to himself too right and so that's what i'm saying um what it, it, it's hard to understand this whole dynamic and how it works but it,
1: yeah, we'll see. It is what it is. Uh, and, and I'm interested, too, down the line, if Fendamik and Sue gets in. Certainly as a college football player, he's yeah. uh, first ballot. Um, but as far as, as right now, he's still looking to sign on with the team. He's still a free agent. Um, but overall, he's got pretty similar um, uh, a resume, I would say, as Richard Seymour. He's, he's got three first-time All-Pros, two-time second-team All-Pros. Overall, five Pro Bowls. Richard Seymour had seven of them, um, both of them on their all-decade teams. Maybe if you're on an all-decade team, that. You know, that that might be Hall of Fame worthy. I always kind of think, too, and and there's certain guys that don't quite break that mold of, like, you've got to be one of the top two or three players in the league for... Uh, at your position, um, for a few years. I, I, you know, there, there's guys that are just kind of like the argument for Philip rivers, because, well, first of all, quarterback arguments are, are just fascinating because the game has changed. And so, you know, they're throwing a lot more <laughs> yardage and pat, and, and so their numbers yeah. are historically yeah. top 10, uh, for some of these guys, but still, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Phillip rivers should get in. I, you know, his numbers say that he probably would, but, I, you know, always, always, maybe not a top top five quarterback, maybe breaking into that, but not quite. I don't know if you should get in for that.
0: Yeah, he he just seems to kind of be right on the cusp, just hanging on by a thread or by the chin of his chinny-chin-chin, chin, as the little three piggies would say. You know, he's just kind of holding on. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if Phillip Rivers pops for me. I don't, I don't know if he breaks the mold for me. Yeah. I, he's just kind of right there, teetering, teetering. You, you remember those things, you, My you Bach? You might be too young for that. Some of the listeners may know what I'm talking about. Riding on a teeter
1: totter. You ever rode on? Oh, a I know a teeter totter. Yeah, you get the heavy person <laughs> on one end, and then uh, <laughs> you launch the little guy. Right, you launch the little guy. Yeah, you just you just
0: rock and roll on the little guy. There's no balance with the heavy and the and the light. You right, a little balance on both sides. Yeah. Uh, That's what I feel like for him. He he's he, he's got the heavyweights on one side, and he's kind of teeter-tottering on the other side. Just can't get enough weight.
1: Yeah. Uh, off the text line, somebody says Sue is in another... Response says all the Hall of Fames are easy to get in, and that's why, and that's not the way they should be. They're watered down, and that's again, that's what I was kind of thinking too. Is, um, you know, I I like the elite of the elite getting in, so that way, like, you know, and it, and it's cool to have a big class and uh, celebrate people. And who doesn't want to celebrate some of the greats in the sport? But uh, the Hall of Fame, I feel like, should be um, very difficult to get into, even if you you know made yeah. several Pro Bowls. I mean, I need all pros for several yeah. years. Like I said, some of the top uh, players of their or, of their yeah, of the yeah uh ben said Phil. eli manning hey we eli talked manning. about that one yeah that's an interesting one i still i don't think eli manning should get in either i
0: don't think eli no get... eli's fortunate by just having greats i think that happened to make plays for him that weren't even like dime on on on, on a string type passes yeah it was just like he happened to benefit from
1: Guys doing great things that saved
0: him, basically. He was I, I,
1: I, he was never a top five quarterback in the league, and I don't I, even know if he cracked oh, top bro. ten. He was just, you know, he was solid, um, and, and he had some good teams that made wild card runs to championships with great defenses. Yeah. And like you said, big plays and beating Tom Brady and all that. Like, there's certainly a place, when you talk about the history of the game, you'll bring up Eli Manning. But I don't think the Hall of Fame is necessarily uh, where I would bring that up. So that's kind of interesting. But,
0: But brother probably pulls him in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if his name's Trent Dilfer, he's probably not in not in <laughs> everybody's right. eli manning so uh the right. Manning, the, you know the manning family uh Mike someone says that off the text line too uh also shout out to taylor who says uh, through facebook on the block has grown so much you guys click so well and i love all of you guys taking on everything you guys click well well thank you yeah we've been uh we've been working on that we're, we're you know we're, we got some chemistry rolling here on the block uh, <laughs> and then uh, ben says uh strict Cut off my Rivers take. So I think, uh, oh yeah, his Rivers take was here. Rivers is only a shade better than Jay Cutler, was his Rivers take. Uh, which, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. A few shades. I give guys maybe a few shades brighter. No, but here's one for you, right? Yeah.
0: Does Andy Dalton get in?
1: No. Danny Dalton's not even close.
0: You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There's no way. I don't know. But that, uh, no way? No way. But that's, where, that's where I find Rivers in that category. Yeah. Kinda, like, right in there.
1: But his I mean, numbers are, 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 you know.
0: Are better, way better yeah. than Dalton, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, never, okay.
1: never really elevated.
0: But my, my take is Sam Darnold gets in this year. <laughs> with
1: the he's going to down here. <laughs> Sam Darnold. I don't even think he starts Thursday. this year. It's Thursday. You know it's Thursday Thursday
0: when I'm talking like
1: that, right? Well, it is Thirsty Thursday, and we maybe should get to that. We should uh, – well, it's about time for a break. I see Kevin in the hallway. Uh, Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle will join us for Thirsty Thursday. We've got plenty of Husker sports talk coming up with you uh, because uh, today Bill Bush – Uh, Brian Applewhite, uh, Barrett Roode, several of the players took to the podium. So we'll break down those statements in the 5 o'clock hour. But we got Thirsty Thursday coming up next year on the block on 93.7, the ticket.